0: Welcome to Reality of Faith and Wisdom. My name is Yuri, and today we are talking about gifts of the Holy Spirit in our everyday life. As a Christian, probably everybody on this planet Earth has wondered about these questions that I'm about to present to you. Why do I need them? Uh, How do they work? When do I operate in the gifts of the Spirit? And what do I do to get them? I think every one of you who's watching uh, probably have had these questions because as you surrender your life to God, you start to discover that in Jesus, there is more to just salvation. There is more to just grace. There is operations and there's gifts of the Spirit in our everyday life. Now, when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit, there is a gap. There is almost like a this, this uh, uh, void that a lot of Christians don't get to the other side because they're scared of, of, of going into this unknown or going into this, this, uh, this realm of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. And uh, a lot of times when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit, uh, when you hear somebody, a prophet, you right away elevate that person. Oh, he's, he's a prophet and that prophet only operates like on Sunday morning or, or, uh, in, in the small group or on the mission field. You know, you don't, you don't hear prophetic word anywhere else besides those things, those three, right? And, or, or, you know, the other gifts of the spirit, the tongues and prophetic and, 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 uh, uh, miracles and 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 you go on there's nine specific gifts of the spirit and we think as christians we think that they only those things are only uh operating in certain area of church small groups mission fields and on and on we never bring those gifts of the spirit into our everyday life and that's what i want to spend few minutes with you there is a correlation there is a mutual connection relationship between the gifts of the spirit and the world that you live in there's a divine connection between those two it's not the here's the world we live in up uh, down here and here's the things of god over here because jesus said on earth as it is in heaven so he wants the will of God in your everyday life be done in the way that it's on earth as that in, in ev- just as much as in heaven, here's on earth. So every day you go to work, Jesus will want you to operate just like you live in heaven. He wants you to love people just like you're in heaven. So the will of God be done in the same way here on earth as it is in heaven. And now. In 1 Corinthians chapter twelve, verse seven, I'm going to begin there, because Paul starts with, um, "Here's uh, here's why the spiritual gifts are given." He he starts with this why, and it says this: a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. So he starts with that. It's a singular. Each other. It's not multitudes. It's not nations in the beginning. It's each other. So the gifts of God, the correlation between the gifts of God God in, in our everyday life. Number one is we're helping each other. That means at work, in at home, in school, in business, in whatever, in on vacation. We have the gifts of God so we can help each other. Now, right after that, he describes those nine. Main gifts. And I'm going to read through these nine gifts and then we're going to speak uh, about every one of those. Now, in uh 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8, it starts like this: To the one person, the spirit gives ability to give wise advice. To another, same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another, and to someone else, the one spirit gives gifts of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and to another ability to prophesy. He gives someone else ability to discern whether the message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given ability to speak in a known language, while another is given ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. I want you to remember that. It is the one and only only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone, not me, not your brother, not your pastor who decides, but he alone, Holy Spirit decides which gift each person should have. So now, I want to start with this basic basic because when it comes to the gifts of the spirit we're like whoa it's in a spiritual world it's up there it's in heaven it's it's somewhere it's untouchable it's unreachable it's uh, it, it, we right away go when we hear the gifts of the spirit to this supernatural realm that we can't even touch nor feel nor experience and so I want to bring the I want to bring these gifts just down to your level of understanding to my level of understanding in the beginning because you have to have uh, the, the first thing you have to, um, we, you need to see that those gifts are reachable in your life. You need to see that, that I can reach them and Jesus wants me to have them. Number two, you need to believe that you can have them operating in you. You have to have faith that, you know what, they can be operating in, in me, and in my everyday life. And number three, that, that you need to desire with all your heart and all your soul. Because it's one thing to know about, about it, and especially, oh, it's, 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 it's something out there, versus, no, it, it's it's reachable. Jesus wants that for me. I'm, I, I have faith about that, and I'm desiring. Those, those are the three thing, main things uh, you need to have in order for the gifts of the Spirit to operate in you. Now, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit... When he left and it says, it's, it's better for me to leave because Holy Spirit will live in your heart. So it's all inside you and he alone decide, decides what you need. So he alone stirred things up. So maybe when you be listening, when you're listening to this podcast right now and I'm speaking about wisdom, understanding, faith, healing, whatever that is, prophecy and something jumps out at you, you're like, wow, I never thought about this way, about healing or prophetic because Bible says pray. Pray, pray about prophecy. So now, number one, and I believe, here's another thing, I believe that the way he describes, it's in order. And you will see it in an amazing way why it's in order. Now, he says to one person, he gives wisdom. I believe wisdom comes from God. But what is wisdom? Wisdom is ability to see the truth or reality and not just the surface, not just on surface. Ability to see the truth or reality in a certain circumstance, in a person, in in your family, with your kids. Ability to see the truth. Wisdom is ability to know and see the truth. Now two is understanding. He says to another, understanding. And here's two difference between wisdom and understanding. You can have wisdom about certain area, but you don't know how to apply. And so, or 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 starts start making a first step towards it. And understanding is ability to apply that truth in your life. So wisdom, ability to see the truth and see the right and wrong, to have a common sense, to understand how how operate, how it comes from within, from the wellspring of life. And number two, understanding how to apply that truth in your life, that wisdom in your life. Number three is faith. And I'm just touching. I'm just, I'm just touching on the surface so you can, so you can really understand why you need him first. So you need wisdom and Holy Spirit is ready to give you that. You need understanding application. Holy Spirit is ready to give you that. Number three is faith. What is faith? Faith is assurance of the things hoped for, for evidence of of things not seen. So it, it, it is assurance. It is a confidence that what you're applying in your life will work. Wisdom. You see the truth. Understanding, you know how to apply that truth in your life. Faith, you have assurance and confidence that what you're doing, that you're running, maybe you're running after God, maybe you're seeking God and things are not not working yet, but you have faith. Maybe you're praying for wisdom and understanding for something and, and, and still you can't see it, but you have faith. So wisdom, you see it, understanding, you apply it. Now faith, you have assurance, you have confidence that it will come to pass. Now, one, two, three. Those three work together in that order. Number four, he talks about healing. What is healing? Healing is evidence of your faith. So now, how those four things correlate together? How do they work work together? And here, when that healing is not just uh, it's not just physical body, it's emotional, it's spiritual, it's physical. It's ability not, not only to see, but but now that healing can take place in your mind, in your heart, in your soul. And and so, so there's different levels of healing. Now, wisdom, when you start to see the truth, you will start to apply, second thing, understand and, and apply that wisdom into your life. Number three, faith. You have assurance that it will work. And number four, healing. Now, now healing, it's evidence of that work and not just work. Because healing comes from God. But it, it starts with understanding who God is. Understanding, applying. And now, now four uh, for is, is healing is evidence. Now you see, wow. You know what? All, let me just pause here for a second. I, f- I feel like the Holy Spirit reminding me uh, about one thing. In the Bible, healing always connected to your obedience. And obedience always connected to work. To Applying, seeking, stepping, not just believing about God. The world believes about God. So you see, healing is manifestation also of your work. Healing is manifestation of of your understanding. Healing is also manifestation of the wisdom that you pray so God can give you. So wisdom, understanding, faith, healing. Now, number five is working of miracles. Do you know that that, there's one word for that? In English, is the working of miracles, but in in, in Greek and Hebrew, you look into in, into that word. It's dunamis. It's the same word when Holy Spirit fell on a day of Pentecost. So it's dunamis, and it's it's continue a continuation, continuous power. It's a mighty work. It's strength. It's miracle. Might. Virtue. You see, when when I used to read this thing, I, my mind would always go working of miracles. I, my ability to move the mountain, ability to open the sky, and just like apostles say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna, Lord, can we pray so the lightning would, would strike or, or or something miraculous would happen? You know, let me show you something different. It's not just about light, lightning from heaven or moving mountains or, or something big, miraculous power. But let me introduce this working of miracles as power in your life as power. Here's the thing. When I spend time with somebody and, and somebody has, has this supernatural, uh, power not to be discouraged, not to give into depression, not to give into this, uh, 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 Maybe complaining about life, but, but you see somebody's life and their life is like, they want to live. They want, to, they're always encouraged. They're always full of joy. They're always, they're, man, you just, you just want to spend time with those people. That's the power that, that this working of mere miracles, Dunamis, is. It is, it is the same power that, that uh, Peter stood up and addressed 3,000 people on a day of Pentecost and says, You killed Jesus. And, and without any fear, it's, it's this, I want to be that person. I want to hang out with that person, uh, with those people. And, and that's what this is, is power in your life, in your mind, in your heart, in your soul, in your being. Sometimes we only go towards this one direction, one dimension. It's a miraculous miracles of uh, Jesus stopping storms and doing this and doing this. But the biggest storm is in our minds. The biggest doubts is in our hearts. And he's saying, working in miracles, you will have power in your life because in order for the miracle to manifest outside of you, you have to have the miracle on the inside of you. So number six is prophecy and prophecy is encouragement, is revelation, is affirmation and conviction that today, tomorrow, and a distant future is in the hands of God. You see, prophecy is not just a revelation about something that you've done. Some many Christians believe that, oh, my gosh, prophet is in here. He's going to reveal the things, the things that's in me. No, no, no. Prophecy is, is it is a revelation. God will never humiliate you. But prophecy is encouragement. Even Jesus might convict you through the power of the Holy Spirit. But he will not condemn you through that same power. The time will come for condemnation is going to be when we stand before him. But prophecy is encouragement, is revelation. You will be encouraged. You have have revelation. You have affirmation, conviction that today, tomorrow, distant future is in hands of God. I don't need to worry about it. You see how these, all those gifts, we're we're on the sixth, we have two more. All those things work together. Wisdom, ability to see, understanding, ability to apply that wisdom. Three, assurance that those things will work. Healing, evidence in, in your faith walk, right? Now, working of miracles, having power, the dunamis power that continues in your life. Now, prophecy, encouragement, revelation, affirmation, conviction. Now we go to discerning of the spirits. Number seven. Number seven is also uh, God's number, is a perfection. And now number seven is discerning of spirit. Because every prophet, every minister, every evangelist, every, everybody in this world will be disappointed from time to time, will fail from time to time. And number seven is discerning the spirit, see, seeing the kingdom of God from the kingdom of the enemy. Devil doesn't need to do a lot of things. He needs to just discourage you. And as soon as you believe in this discouragement, believe in something negative. Believe he's got you, and I believe number seven is specifically, perfectly ordained in in that and, and placed as number seven because because you will get to those points and you will have to see. Hold on a second. I walked away from the kingdom of God. I I have stepped outside of that realm a little bit. I I had I I opened my mind and my heart and my soul to to negative gossip, news, uh, fears, and other things in my life. And so, discerning of the spirits is now seeing, oh, hold on a second, I drifted. Not just, not just in someone else's life. Not just in, in ability to see whether that message is, is from God or not, because that is truth. That's what the Bible says. But also to see what comes out of your mouth. Is it the message of the gospel? Or is it the message of the enemy? Because when we give in to the enemy, we speak the enemy, enemy's terms. And we speak doubt, doubt. We speak fear. And number seven is ability to see that and to come back to the kingdom of God. Number eight is tongues. It's, and, and here's the thing. It says that we, the tongues is speaking the will of God. Harmony of God. When we speak in tongues, we speak according to the will of God in harmony of God. So so number eight is tongues. Let me just give you a little twist on that. Just in general, when you come from the world and you give your life and you come into the kingdom of God and you give your life to Jesus, in general, you want to clean your speech sometimes. You know, because in the world, it's all beep, 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 beep. And then... In the kingdom of Yemen, you start proclaiming, "No, I'm not that way. I'm not. I'm not this guy anymore. No, I, I'm a new creation. I'm a chosen generation." And you start you start declaring new things, and also you need new language, because that new language is speaking the will of God. You, when you don't know what to pray for, He prays for you. If you don't know what to say, He prays for you. It's a Morse code. It's a secret language that God gives you. And then number nine, it's interpretation of that language, understanding God's language and revelation of the will of God. Man, how cool when you start to understand the gifts of God and how they operate in you. Number one, wisdom, ability to see, understanding, ability to apply, faith, assurance that things will work, healing, evidence of the things that that, that I'm applying. Now, working of miracles power in me, to, to sustain me, to get me to the end, my family, my kids. Now prophecy, encouragement and revelation that today, tomorrow and forever is in the hands of God. Discerning that you are maybe walked away from the kingdom of God and you in the kingdom of the enemy. Tongues, that secret code that speaks according to the will of God, direct line with White House and last one, interpretation of the will of God in your life. If you start seeing that, you can apply every single one in your life. You can apply every single thing in your family. And you can start seeking. Holy Spirit, give me wisdom. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, give me understanding, faith. Maybe first in my life, I gravitated towards prophecy. And I operate in that when, when Holy Spirit wants. I gravitated towards interpretation of tongues. And, 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 and I operated in that many times when Holy Spirit wants. Now, let me finish with this. After this gifts of the spirit, nine gifts of the spirit, he says this, this makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are, are, are glad. All you together are Christ's body and each of you is part of it. You see, before the gifts, he says, he opens with why? that all the gifts are given to help each other so remember that is the main mission so when you're one-on-one with somebody operate in those gifts encourage somebody speak words of wisdom over somebody ask god god what are you want me to say something now after that he says when you church the body of christ understand the gifts of the spirit now now it's for all of us to be together in unity can i also say this one thing that i saw I I think, I truly believe that. This is just my assumption. I truly believe that Paul saw division of churches. Paul saw that, that that all these thousands different denominations. Paul saw who's right, who's wrong. Oh, and and, and a little fighting and bickering and, and screaming and 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 it's just just it, ah, it makes me mad. Because devil doesn't need to do much he just need, he just need, needs to confuse you discourage you he just needs you to speak start to speaking negative things start speaking negative oh why is everything's bad because start complaining start gossiping and he's got you and you are divided the world is divided instead of being on our knees praying for the gifts of the spirit and being unified as the body of christ together Man, we can do so much more when we're in unity. We can do so much more when we, even if we don't understand each other, that's fine. Put it, put it aside. If we, can, if we can put aside the differences, it's fine that you understand a little bit different than I. But if we can operate in unity, we can seek God, and we can seek the gifts of the Spirit so we can live in everyday life, and operate in them as spirit wills may the lord bless you and keep you may the lord make his face shine and you be gracious to you turn his face towards you and give you his mighty peace until next time